Because of the war started by Russia, more than 10,000 Ukrainians have gone through amputation and lost their limbs. Ukraine's partners are ready to help with the rehabilitation of Ukrainian soldiers and civilians. But for one person, especially with an injury, the procedure remains complicated. You're listening to the Solutions from Ukraine podcast, which is brought to you by Rubrika. My name is Vladislav Farponov. I'm the co-host of this podcast. And before we get started, let me remind you that you can support us at patreon.com slash rubrika. By becoming a member, you can get exclusive access to add your questions to, uh, to us uh, to address in the podcast and, of course, uh, to get some of our exclusive merch to show off your support for solution journalism in Ukraine. Let me also present my co-host Anastasia Rudenko, who is Rubrica's editor-in-chief. Hello, Nastya. Hello, Vlad, and hello to everyone listening to us. Yes, this topic is really crucial for Ukrainians because of uh, there are a lot of, especially mines, mine explosive injuries and to wounded people. And uh, for our soldiers, uh, we see them every day on the street and elsewhere. Indeed, uh, but this time we we will not present the issue too much in detail because every soldier is at risk of being wounded and every civilian in Ukraine too. So today we'll talk about the solutions uh, through the problems land. But at the same time, we will present cases which are being implemented in Ukraine right now by NGO plus authorities uh, and because of a lot of uh, indifferent people. We will report about uh, Gennady Butkevich BGV charity fund, which sends Ukrainian uh, soldiers and amputees to Estonia for prosthetic. Estonia is the first country which provided uh, these uh, needed procedures uh, for free. Yeah. And Rubrika found out how the uh, rehabilitation uh, process occurs after the prosthetics are made and how the, uh, the, the BGV, for example, the foundation uh, helps with this and also will cover the project in Lviv, which is called Unbroken, a solution that changes the approach to prosthetics and the rehabilitation in Ukraine at all. And um, and let me start with the latter one. Uh, with the beginning of the full-scale invasion, Lviv, Ukraine's largest city in western Ukraine, became uh, Ukraine's humanitarian and also, also medical hub. Uh, it hosted or transferred uh, a lot of people, approximately, uh, we can recall, it's around 5 million people. It is a lot. And uh, we understand that many people uh, have gone abroad, uh, like if we sp- speak about this number, but uh, but probably for now, we, like even um, at, at, at least half of them are back in Ukraine. So many, uh, actually many wounded soldiers and civilians were also brought there, like from the first days of the full-scale war, because because back then it was not clear which regions are safer. And uh, for example, uh, the Lviv region is like uh, like one of the closest to Ukraine's borders, and uh, like it was easier at least to uh, to go abroad if needed. 
So the city uh, of Lviv uh, actually provided housing, food, and clothing for thousands of displaced people as well. And um, and also uh, the, the, the city had to provide medical assistance for uh, those who, who survived uh, with severe injuries again from shelling and uh, unfortunately also uh, uh, to those who who had uh, to go through amputations. And we have to mention that before the full-scale invasion, prosthetics uh, were not created at hospitals at all, but at private workshops that provided rehabilitation services. And, uh, you know, the limb was amputated in one place, the prosthetics was made in another, and psychological support had to be sought elsewhere. So that's why the need for like one-stop place where all uh, these three components will be brought together was really in huge demand and it has been growing daily in recent months from scratch. Absolutely. And unfortunately, uh, not so many media are talking about it, but it was and it is a problem and... uh, yeah, like in our view, uh, there is no sense in denying it. Um, okay, Nessa, so basically, what's the solution itself? The first medical association of Lviv is a network that includes three hospitals, a polyclinic and a rehabilitation center in the suburbs. Today, as the unbroken center uh, in Ukrainian, it is Nezlamni, operates on the basis of this big medical association. And I have seen it firsthand in Lviv just recently. I was really impressed how uh, quickly they managed to build the entire system from zero, from scratch. And the center was opened in April, less uh, than uh, a month ago. They did not have such experience before. They are, and now there are seven floors for rehabilitation with improvised apartments and even a store that the patient can prepare as much as possible for new living conditions after getting uh, like their new limb. The center specializes in reconstructive surgery, orthopedics, and the main important thing, uh, thing is psychological support of patient. Uh, like uh, they told uh, me that maybe in uh, it is very important because the patient should be uh, mentally prepared for life uh, in new conditions. So it means um, like when a patient enters the center, several specialists uh, actually work with them at once, right? And um, looking into their problems, uh, each like from their own point of view in terms of in terms of medical specialization, right? Yes, if the patient's condition is not critical, surgeons can consult with the prosthetics before amputation to determine which degree of amputation will be optimal for later prosthetics and faster rehabilitation. Okay, so do only Ukrainian doctors and specialists actually work there? No, they started inviting foreign specialists to us uh, for studying for learning the process, and the whole world responded. Specialists from the USA, Britain, Canada, and other countries came to Ukraine, uh, and Ukrainian specialists who travel abroad for training also joined. Uh, yeah, and uh, 
also basically what we learned is that like traveling abroad in this case is not always a guarantee that a patient will immediately have the best possible actually prosthetic because uh, it is a long-term process and uh, for example when Rubrika visited a place our correspondent was told the story about a military man who had recently returned from Germany and uh, like he was told to wait uh, at least for six months uh, to get what he needed. So, like, for example, uh, bionic hand uh, prosthetics can take six months or even a year, depending on the situation, in, like, in addition to, of course, their need for future rehabilitation. So, um, to have the opportunity, at least, for patients to get a high-quality prosthetic and... Uh, and also to undergo rehabilitation in Ukraine is an urgent task for the entire industry today. And also we can say uh, for the whole country and, uh, and the society, because uh, again, as, uh, as uh, like we mentioned at the beginning, uh, like we see our soldiers everywhere in the shop, on the street, uh, like um, on the weekends, uh, like just in parks and, uh, and others. And of course, uh, uh, there are like a lot uh, of people who uh, at least have been wounded or uh, who are at daily risk of uh, of being injured. Uh, uh, again, not to mention all the civilians. Yes, but there are some practical issues as well. Uh, for example, there are also uh, cases when the amputation has been done in such a way that it is impossible to place a prosthetics. In those cases, reamputation may be necessary. This is a consequence uh, of the fact that prosthetics workshops and surgery are separated in Ukraine. They even belong to different ministries. Hospitals uh, report to the Ministry of Health and prosthetics to the Ministry of Social Policy. Yeah, so like this story is really just uh, really modern and... Uh... And you can uh, find the link in the description uh, about the Unbroken Center. But there are other cases as well. Like, for example, uh, there is an initiative called uh, Neopolymy. It can be translated as those who cannot be burned. It is a movement uh, and organization, uh, in fact, uh, uh, which operates in the field of uh, aesthetic medicine that aims to help as many Ukrainians as possible who have suffered uh, burns or scars as a result of, of military operations. Actually, like those volunteers who uh, have started the project, uh, uh, they attract clinics that will be able to provide the patient with a full course of treatment. So, like, uh, like they. Uh, Basically, they take um, all the responsibility for like ensuring that it is possible at least. And um, also those volunteers, they provide these clinics with uh, uh, with medicine and, and technical and material needs. So in reality, such a course is completely free for for the victims. and um, and we also post uh, the link in the description, but it, it is really a fascinating story like, uh, uh, it is so simple, and everyone understands that, but uh, uh, it is like another example of, um, of heroism and uh, creativity and uh, how people are adapting uh, to uh, 
this uh, situation. We, um, for example, we have recorded uh, like a previous episode about the uh, the normality in Ukraine, and and this is also about normality. Like uh, there are initiatives uh, that uh, are operating in this field, uh, and uh, uh, of course uh, it also requires like a lot of a lot of bravery and a lot of uh, self-organization and. Uh, uh we we have to report about these cases as well yes uh, there are more than uh we have just talked about another case involves ukraine's company cooperation with foreign countries ukrainian charity fund bgv and the government of estonia launched a joint program for free prosthetics and rehabilitation uh, of ukrainians who lost their limbs due to hostilities in ukraine The prosthetics of Ukrainians, primarily military, are carried out in Tallinn at one of the Estonia's uh, most modern hospitals, East Tallinn Central Hospital. And the medical institution is uh, one of the largest of the, in the country, including seven clinics uh, staffed by more than 2,050 employees. So it works the following way. The Estonian government takes care of operational and technical stuff, but a Ukrainian company pays for it. By the end of, of the year, the cooperation partners plan to organize prosthetics for 20 Ukrainian military and civilians who lost limbs due to Russia's full-fledged invasion. Yeah, and uh, so as part of the program, two Ukrainians who returned from Estonia already Uh, to Ukraine in March are uh, continuing their their rehabilitation at uh, at national um, medical facilities and uh, they have already received those uh, prosthetics like from the uh, from the BGV charity fund uh, which uh, which Nasty was talking about uh, just seconds ago and the Estonian government as well and uh, in this context we uh, should always remember that Estonia is uh, is one of the largest that actually uh, provider of U- of the military aid to Ukraine um, at least uh, according, at least in comparison to their GDP and like everything they had uh, it, it is just it is just like another example uh, of of a country which understands uh, uh, probably like better than some other countries in Europe uh, the risk of invasion because uh, uh, just a reminder that uh, Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania were actually incorporated uh, by force to the Soviet Union in uh, in 1940 so like uh, like perhaps uh, uh, actually this is also one of the reasons uh, why Estonia helps so much speaking about this case uh, what is really essential to our soldiers is that all of that is just uh, high level uh, actually prosthetics so they are equipped with the uh, several several moving elements for increased actual physical activity so they also have a special app uh, like uh, a mobile app that makes it possible to switch from uh, like like walking activity to other modes The, and it ensures high comfort of use and level of uh, of motor activity and uh, approximately uh, like one prosthetic uh, costs around seventy thousand dollars at least uh, and um, and we also post uh, 
uh, this link about this really, uh, really fascinating cooperation. Yeah. And it is very touching for all of us, but we cannot forget that without Russia's war of choice, our soldiers and civilians would not need all that. One, one way to stop this is to continue to support Ukraine. In order to support Ukraine, the world needs to know about these cases of bravery and resistance. That is why free media is important and your support makes us more powerful and independent. You can find more episodes of the podcast at rubrica.com or your favorite podcast provider. Solutions from Ukraine, where we discuss problems and issues from Ukraine and also the people are doing something about them. Yes, so stay with us and remember to support us at patreon.com slash rubrica. Your support helps us produce more independent podcasting and reporting, which will result in more help for Ukraine to win this hard but important war.